Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. And this is Josh. It is Tuesday, March 20th, 2023. Podcast 420. Is it really? Yeah, it doesn't mean anything, but I just, I don't know. It's like <laughs> 425 <laughs> is supposed to be something and 450, but I was like, ah, Big Lebowski. Yeah. I read something that, and it kind of funnily fits in with that 420-ness that nobody really knows why 420 is a thing. I don't know. There's all these weird theories that people just like to come up with for theories. And also, like, I think, and I could be totally wrong on this, but I think 420 is Hitler's birthday. And that's not why people smoke. Someone said it was Bob Marley's birthday, which I think is almost, like, too perfect. That almost seems like, but I could have just looked it up. But, you know, we, we prefer to speculate on stuff that we half know about. Here's why I know that 420 is Hitler's birthday. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. It's my brother's birthday. Oh, and your brother is Hitler. <laughs> no, and that came up at one point when we were looking at trivia. Jeez. And I was like, I get Leonard Nimoy and Martin Short. You get Hitler. Ooh. I mean, they're all similar. No, they're not. Uh, yeah, Bob Marley's birthday is February 6th. So Not even close. I had to know. Yeah, yeah that's see, not I, even anything. There's that legend that it's Bob Marley. There's another one that it was like a police call sign, whatever you call it. Oh, yeah. Supposedly okay. that's not true. Yeah. Or that, I don't know, marijuana was invented on <laughs> April 20th, and that's not true. Yeah, I don't know. Like, they're all they're all fun. The Hitler one being the only thing that's true, and there being no, I don't that's know. so weird. I think he might have liked drugs. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so it was a crazy week at the Mayfair with just events and rentals and popular movies because people actually listen to the oscars evidently oh yeah the post oscar week is always fun and just luck of the draw lee was savvy enough to book everything everywhere which won everything but when he booked it at the time there was a chance it wasn't gonna get anything because you look at like what was it like fablemans didn't get anything yeah entire Tar didn't get anything. And did Elvis not get anything? Um, yeah, and Banshees, I don't think, got anything. So there was this swing where sometimes years, everything's all kind of spread out. Everyone gets one. Mm -hmm. But that all kind of toppled over onto everything everywhere. So we booked the movie that won Best Picture, Actress, Supporting Actress, Director, everything. So that did very well. And then very nice, on top of it being an Oscar winner, Nice to see Canadian content get supported. Women talking did yeah. very well. That's awesome. I, mean, I didn't think we always figured that would do well here when we got it eventually, but it's nice to see that come to fruition. And then we had Saturday Morning Cartoons a couple days ago. Oh, man. Yeah, and that was my, which, which I watched in Toronto, you know, which wasn't quite the same, but we still managed to stumble down the street and find the closest to a grocery store, <laughs> pretty much. And it just had, there was two sale cereals, which were like four ninety nine. and it was Lucky Charms or Nesquik, and they went with the Lucky Charms. I myself just purchased a breakfast sandwich somewhere else, but, you know, it's, it is what it is. But still, it was just funny because, like, all the other cereal was, like, seven ninety nine, like so expensive. Normal Fruit Loops, just normal, was seven ninety nine, and we're like, all right, I know this isn't a specialty store but like all right i don't know how families do it now because if you're a family of four or five you just be like okay kids it's rice and toast from now on yeah yeah so mr noodles even is starting to get too expensive probably yeah because we kind of shop for the sale so we managed to get it's like three for 9.99 for right. a box of cereal which not that long ago you could just get a box of cereal for 2.99 for sure and not on sale yeah they're like seven bucks so you do the math <laughs> on buying 90 95 boxes of cereal and then the milk, milk's so expensive. Everything's so expensive. We're going to have to start charging like $20 a ticket for cartoons because yeah. like milk has gone from three bucks to six bucks. But 
yeah no it's it's definitely annoying uh but at the same time you know i mean I'm, I, you always know it'll do well i'm assuming it was almost a sellout if not a sellout yeah what's funny not only was it a sellout it was a sellout and like breaking people's heart turning them away at the door sellout oh crying sellouts those are the best and people are coming up and we've sold advanced tickets for quite some time now <laughs> and you even said specifically this may i think you may have said will but you were like yeah. this very likely will sell out all but assuring people that it will yeah and not I know not everyone's on social media, but like on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and in our newsletter, and on the podcast, and in person, we just keep telling people, sometimes we sell out, and why are you mad? Because yeah. that's a good thing for us, you and It's know? not even sometimes, it's like often, like it's almost it's pretty always, much every time. Always know? cartoon, yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember, and the last time it didn't sell out, it was darn close. Like, yeah. It was like 321 instead of 325, mm -hmm. but this time... Going into Saturday morning, we only had 17 of 325 tickets. <laughs> Which is, not, that's like two, three families maybe. Yeah. Like. People are coming in and buying tickets and it gets down to that <laughs> horrible, awful number of one ticket left. Yeah. No, what loser is coming to Cousins <laughs> alone? 100% would have been me. <laughs> it ended up working out because a young lady came with friends and they were savvy enough to get their tickets, and she wasn't. Ah. I saw the group come in, and I go, I got one left. And they were so excited, it was like I was giving them, you know, an extra lung. They were, the, they were the so excited. two people behind them who needed tickets were like, oh. oh, my God. Gloria, why'd you have to come to this? But one guy came with a kid. Makes sense. And, you know, father-daughter, I would assume. And was so crestfallen and i just and normally you tell people oh i'm sorry we're sold out and they go oh and kind of smirk and walk away and this guy just kind of stopped and kind of thought about his life for a while <laughs> and took a step back and just kind of looked at me and looked down at his wallet and we just like he was so sad and it's like, I felt, do i punch this guy yeah. <laughs> and steal the tickets i don't know how do i get my I daughter gonna, into like, this grab the kid and just run for the cinema <laughs> oh be like, you'll God. never find me we could probably fit the kid in there but you will probably have a problem and i'm so glad he didn't ask can i just go people always ask can i stand in the aisle can i sit in oh the aisle God. and i was like no because on the off chance that some inspector comes by and goes, why do you have 15 people standing in front of a fire exit? We have to kind of follow those rules. Yeah. So everyone was fine. But then when that one young lady bought that one last ticket, I had enough time. I was like, give me a second. I ducked outside and I yelled down the line. If you have your advanced ticket, you're all good. If you're looking to buy a ticket, I'm afraid we are sold out. And there was this collective like, oh. And I'm not kidding. The line was down the block. Yeah. And 50 people left the line just scattered we're like ah and so good for us but i'm just like get those advanced tickets yeah that's a insane number like you wouldn't think it would be like i don't know I, I just you almost think there was none of you that thought that this would sell out like it has for years yeah now I, like i sound like i'm harsh but it's just like every single time it happens and then people are like oh geez maybe next time and then they're like yeah. oh wait it happened again like every yeah. time <laughs> like, like the people in the lines tickets though became like hot commodities at that oh, point yeah i wonder if anybody was like 30 dollars yeah, seriously <laughs> And one couple came, and I didn't get the whole story. They were super nice, and I think they could tell I was a little angry because <laughs> after the show started, they came back, and they were like, oh, it's too crowded, and we can't get seats together. Oh, and I'm boy. like, yeah, because it's sold out, and you <laughs> got here, and just probably like, you know, one seat in the front row yeah. and one seat near the back or something. <laughs> and they were very, very nice. I have to say that again, but they could tell that I was like, oh, come on. Like, I turned people away. We could have sold these two tickets. Yeah. 
So I did refund their tickets, and they said they'd be back and smarter next time. But then what happened was a couple people came, and I got to get rid of those tickets. That's good. But then people are asking, oh, can I, can I wait till after the show starts? And the problem is, with advanced tickets, sometimes a family doesn't show up till 11 because yeah. they're like, oh, my kid's good with an hour of cartoons. My kid's good with two hours of cartoons. So we had quite a number of people, I think maybe as many as 25 people, show up an hour late. Yeah. So if I had said oh, it's 11.10, I can get rid of these tickets, no one's coming, that would have been a kerfuffle because I would have given away someone's seat. A cluster F, if you will. Yeah, so it's a whole thing. So so it was great. It really seems the magic number for cereal seems to be around like 90, 92. We had a couple like, you know, half boxes left over. I may or may not have had one box of Cocoa Pebbles that I I took as my tip home for the night. Cocoa Pebbles. But I was waiting to put them out, but nobody, it was like, man, that, that initial run for cereal... If people saw video, they'd be ashamed of themselves. I usually don't go for the cereal for an hour, basically. It's nuts. It's just people in there, just like a bunch of animals at a feeding trough at a petting zoo or something. Yeah. And it's just cereal on the floor and, <laughs> and spoons flying and people elbowing each other. And it's just like, wow, people. No, like, it's so not worth it. Like, it's always, it's kind of like that for the first two hours. But it's like that, that for, yeah, like at least 45 minutes is just, there's no point being down there. It's just awful. And a friend of mine came with his family and his wife, who is also my friend, is not a nerd. She's one of the few not nerds in my life. And she had this great time and she took a break one point and came out and chatted with me. And she was fascinated by the commercials. There are these just inappropriate public service announcement commercials that are fat shaming and really violent with kids crossing the street and getting hit by cars and (laughs) no smoking ones that are weird. And she was fascinated by those. And I keep saying, I think we could get away with showing three hours of public service announcements and people would come and pay to see them. Yeah, it was solid. Like my sister and my nieces were here and I guess I didn't tell her that I'd be in Toronto, but I did have a USB of the thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then so she like spoiled, you know, like the first one anyways. And I was like, shut up. What are you (laughs) like? We're watching it now, you know, so. And then you were you were telling you accidentally spoiled one, but it I did, wasn't because I thought the whole shtick was you were gonna start at ten. We tried. How dare you? Oh my god! And it was just that was a, oh god! It was like the long story short of that is like Emily was supposed to drive. The two of us were going up, and then our three other friends were going up, and we were all gonna stay at her sister's place. Yeah. And then and then her mom was doing a presentation the night before, and just she'd had a stroke in January. Oh, I no. think. Yeah, yeah. So not great. She did like a one hour presentation and overexerted herself pretty much, and so she was going I think just on adrenaline by the end of it and then it was like a Q&A thing and someone else started answering on her behalf kind of thing and then she just kind of I think just lost all her energy and so Emily took her to the hospital and like wow. she was okay just kind of exhaustion and whatever that's but good. like that's good but she didn't get home until midnight and we were leaving the next morning and so it was just like she didn't sleep well and it was just one of those things where like she was basically like okay well we're gonna go up tomorrow instead because we were going to see the Raptors game Saturday this was Friday yeah so we we're like all right well we'll just go tomorrow instead but then the other people's plans kind of hinged on and it was just all this stuff and I was like listen should I just go with them and you don't have to drive four and a half hours both ways and worry about you know your mom's here all this stuff it was some back and forth but that's what we ended up doing so she didn't get to see i guess she could have come to cartoons here (laughs) technically but there was no way that was gonna happen you should have been a monster and just been like uh sure someone's going to the hospital how does this affect my cartoon watching yeah oh man it was just it led to interesting stuff but the friday night when like we were were already out and about i was like why don't we stop at a food land or something and get the cereal now and they were just like no 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 we'll just get home we'll order food blah blah blah. and it's like okay and the next morning it was like so now we gotta find a grocery store or something like it was just one of those things where you're like i don't know i tend to overthink things and 
I have plans and just be like, okay, well, wouldn't it make more sense if we did this now instead of tomorrow when we're scrambling? So long story short, we ended up getting the cereal at, I don't know, 11 or something like that. And there was like, it snowed just when we were outside. We got back inside and it wasn't snowing anymore. It was just so weird. But anyway, so we did figure it out, but we didn't get started till like probably more of like noon. So I had to avoid everybody's spoilers. Well, that was the bonkers thing too. So Saturday when I left for cartoons, the Ottawa Weather Network app, which is always a web of lies was like sun all day long, sun, 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 all day long. So I biked and I don't know, after cartoons, we had a rental and I'm just sitting in the box office doing stuff. And all of a sudden it just starts sprinkling snow. And I was like, okay, that'll pass by. That's just a fluke. And then it's like a Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer (laughs) just shut down the city snowstorm. And I was was so frustrated. I was like, you didn't say this was coming. No one knows anything. (laughs) And then it was a crazy day because it was, cartoons two rentals and then the independent film fest of ottawa in with a couple screenings the one i wanted to come see was called cinema's first nasty women which was awesome it was all these 1910s to 20s silent films with a live musical accompaniment so gwen joined me for that and i said just walk if you want i can walk my bike home but she risked it and biked because by the time she biked a few hours later it was back to normal outside Mm So we thought we were going to open the door to the Mayfair and there'd be six feet of snow, but we made it. <laughs> but after we got home, it started snowing again. Jeez. It was crazy. It was a weird day. Yeah, we mostly stayed inside most of that time. I mean, apart from going to the game later. But yeah, it was it was just so weird. Like, it totally looked fine. And then we went outside and it was just insane. And then we got back and it had stopped. And just the whole, oh my God. I don't really like Toronto very much. <laughs> just yeah. Like, it has everything cool and, and lots of cool people and everything like that. But I just, I don't know. I find myself kind of vexed in that city. Like, it's just, there's too much going on and too much people and too much yeah. everything. Like, I haven't traveled the world But I've been to some pretty big cities. I lived in Vancouver, been to New York City, Chicago, Boston, Los Angeles. But for some reason, Toronto, which is home turf, I feel like a country mouse more than anywhere else I've been. (laughs) I could walk through New York City, no problem. But something about Toronto, I'm like walking down the street and getting shoulder checked by kind of wall street types i don't know what you call toronto wall street but like and i'm like bumping into things and saying sorry a lot and being yeah, extra yeah. canadian and i'm like wait this is canada i don't understand yeah no it's it's weird and like there's just I and mean, obviously like especially on like a game night or something there's even more people and it's even crazier oh god we were trying to reserve a table like about two hours before a game or something like that and then they wouldn't take reservations because it's game night and i was like yeah. okay we know that's why we want the table. <laughs> anyway and then so we, we were able to get one but it was 10 to 6 and they were like oh you need to we need the table for seven okay sure like we'll be fine but then we got there and then the waitress kind of just kept walking by and then she'd be like oh i'll be there in three minutes we're like oh, no. okay cool oh, no. and then she would go by and just had the tray they always had but it's empty she's holding it and she's like oh let me just go drop this off then i'll get your order but i'm thinking like you're going to the bar like why wouldn't you just (laughs) write down the order and drop it off with the tray it made no sense and then another five minutes we see her people were paying and she's like taking their check and doing like we're like what is happening and it took and then she popped by and was like going to the game and i was so caught off guard because i thought she was on for drinks i was like uh yeah and she was like oh i noticed the shirts it's like i'll be right back for your order i was like (laughs) what is happening you guys wanted us gone by seven and now it's after six and i don't know what's going on anyway by the time we got the food we just demolished it because we were so hungry but yes it was such a weird like i i know you're busy but i'm like why did you say three minutes and then he kept appearing and disappearing i hate 
eating under the gun. Like yeah. when you're you're going to a show, you're going to a game, you're going to a movie, and you got it all planned out. You're like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to be here from 5.30 to 6.30, then leave and get to the thing at 7. And that happens, and the clock's just ticking, and then you're like, oh. And then and then you get the food, and you got to pay for it, and you're trying to wave people down. and It's all too much. And you're uh, like ordering, I don't know. It's, it, normally, you'd have put the drinks in, and then you get the drinks, and then you order the food. But like by that point, there was no time for that, and you're just like, uh, and then you're like, do I tip less? Like, I don't want to be that guy, but I'm also yeah. like, I, I, th- you did this in a weird, weird way, you know? And so, anyway, ultimately, it was fine, and like we made it on time, and it was two blocks from the place, you know? It wasn't that big a deal. But yeah. the weirder part was like, the security was worse than the airport. Oh, I, yes. I didn't, I knew it would be like whatever, but it was crazy. And I had forgotten that I had, I had my uh, sunglasses in my jacket pocket. So, like, I'm going through setting the thing off and, like, oh, maybe it's this or that. And then I take my belt off and he's like, oh, you don't have to take it off. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Like, there's so much going on. And then people are like, kind of groaning behind me. I'm like, oh my God. And then I'm like, trying to put, I had all my contact stuff just in case, you know, like, it yeah. was just. It just looked ridiculous. I'm trying to put my stuff out and people are like streaming in behind me as I'm trying to get my stuff in my pockets. And I was like, oh my God, I just, this is one of the reasons I don't come to things like that. Like, and again, I sound like I'm 90 years old, but yeah. God. No, that blew me away. We went to a Brooklyn Nets game a couple years back. A hundred percent getting into that basketball game was more difficult than getting on an airplane yeah. and crossing Canadian to American borders. The level of security and going through and metal detectors and the whole bit and it was kind of scary because you're like what happened to instigate this (laughs) yeah no it was too much and then like we went to the washroom a little before halftime because we knew that would be just insane at halftime and then went to the merch shop oh yeah it is so funny like just the pre-halftime post-halftime you could just you're just like okay it's not too bad in here and then you're like a couple more people and then you're like good lord you're jammed in there with i mean at least 100 people probably like 150 just jammed in there everyone's trying to look at stuff grab stuff. it was the in most insane post-covid thing i've been trapped in yeah in my life and i didn't even find anything i wanted like i was like maybe i'll get a fun mug or something like and i was just like this sucks and it reminded me the last time i was there and it sucked every time yeah. you're, there, you're, you're like, like and this mug is 95 dollars. Okay. well that was the other thing too you know i found like a i don't know like a whiskey glass or one of those kind of nice small not even a goblet just like a little glass and it was 30 40 dollars oh my god and it was yeah okay there was nicer leafs merchandise than wraps merchandise and i was like i don't even care about that team like i just so i just left and i like bought myself a book somewhere else you know like i was like i the money i would have used i'm just gonna get this book they won that was cool oh, yeah, like it good. was we good. did have fun but it was just oh my god i hate all that stuff man oh my god like i like being at home with the wife and cats and hearing the announcers and doing all that like it was fun and i really hate to be like a whatever but oh it is not for me going to this stuff the one good thing about Toronto is it empties out fast because some cities, like here in Ottawa, if you go to a Senators game, <laughs> oh my God, it's yeah. just a train wreck. I haven't gone in years, but a couple years back, we got some free tickets at the Mayfair. Somehow, I, th- I think, I don't know, Coke gave them to us or something. You're a good customer. Here, have some. <laughs> you like sports, eh, yeah, Josh? And, and, like, and Lee was like, I can't even give these to any of the employees. <laughs> like, nobody cares. And I was like, I'll take them because my uncle likes it so I can be a good nephew and bring my uncle to a game. Nice. And again, it's fun. It was fine. You eat a pretzel. You watch the game. You get a $20 beer, you know. Yeah, but oh my God, getting out took like three days. <laughs> yeah, no. It was just, uh, it was too much. And then the funniest part was sitting like, so there's like a buddy of mine next to me and then next to him was an empty seat up until the third quarter. There, literally, I looked oh, yeah. four minutes left in the third quarter and this dude slunk down 
there. Well, actually, his jacket was there, like my friend's, and the guy just like looked at the jacket and looked at my friend, and then back and forth like a movie. And then so he moved it, and the guy slunk down, and he had like, a hot dog coated in ketchup, overly coated, and he just starts eating it in my friend's face. Mm. And then he was like clapping and cheering in my friend's face, and I just the look like I thought I thought he was gonna slug him, like it was yeah. the fun, and I was laughing so like my lungs hurt laughing so hard, <laughs> which is like a kind of a jerk reaction, I guess. But it was just see, yeah, I don't know, you know when you see like a sour look on someone's face when they're not really doing anything about the situation like it was hard not to and then after all that it turned out that there was an empty seat next to my other buddy at the other end and he's like oh why don't you just sit there next to me he's like i didn't know there was another seat so that i'm still laughing about it just seeing like he was so and he's just like what's the guy doing sitting there you show up to the third quarter eating this big hot dog in my face like it's like oh my god so i might be a bad friend but oh my god that was funny in my college days in vancouver a friend and i randomly went to a vancouver canucks game and we're just in like the most nosebleed seats you could ever get but we spotted front row seats that were just empty and so we waited to like the second intermission (laughs) and we went down and took them and we sat there for quite a while and then finally a very nice security person walked up to us and kind of rolled their eyes and was like uh do you have your tickets sirs and we're like oh our tickets are triple z this is front row a1 so close our mistake we read the tickets wrong and they just they didn't kick us out they let us just go back up to the nosebleeds but that happens all the time i'm sure but oh, we, yeah. we just had the gall to be like let's go sit there but then also to be fair nobody else had those seats so why not just let us stay there yeah it's really weird and, and like and we were in the 300s near the back it wasn't even like an enviable seat to steal like I, yeah i don't I don't know. It seemed like he knew a guy that was sitting like near us. Beyond that, I'm like, why would you choose to sit here? Like yeah. it was, it was fine. It was perfectly fine. It was better than the people right above us. Straight up, have a TV because they're so blocked by the thing you can oh, barely even see funny. the floor. Yeah. So I was like, well, you know, I mean, I guess these feel like front row compared to that. Yeah. Okay. So let us chat about the movies we have screening at the Mayfair. The week of Friday, March 24th, 2023. Indeed. We have two encores back. One Oscar nominee, one Oscar winner. Living, Mm. returning by popular demand. It missed last week and is back for a few more screenings this week. Week five? Week five, yeah. Okay, nice, nice. And then Women Talking, back for an encore week, Mm, which is not surprising. No, not at all. I'm going to see that on Thursday, so I can't comment on it yet, but I'm sure it's going to be great. And you're going to see Impulse Wednesday, so you got a busy week. Yeah, that's a good back-to-back movie. <laughs> yeah, right. That was Oscar-nominated, I think. I think so. I love The Mayfair for that, where one night you see an obscure, long-lost, video store-caliber Shatner <laughs> movie, and then a super-acclaimed, Oscar-winning, what will be a legendary Canadian movie. Yeah, similar, similar films. Same thing. Then we have the Ottawa premiere of a movie called Dreams on Fire, which comes to us from the Fantasia Film Fest. Oh. And more specifically comes to us because the filmmaker emailed me and oh, said, nice. I'm a big fan of the Mayfair. Can I screen my movie with you guys? Oh. And I forwarded it along to Lee and it all worked out. And so he is going to be here on Friday, March 24th to introduce the movie That's and huge. do a little Q&A. And so we can see if it was just a like boilerplate email he sent yeah. to everyone. I'm a huge fan <laughs> of the blank. Yeah. And you're like, ah, right, well, tell us your 10 favorite things about the Mayfair. I'm a huge fan of Alamo Drafthouse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> me too, you know, but no, that's cool. Like, I, I didn't know that uh, he's going to be here. That's awesome. It's about uh, trying to become a dancer in Japan, and it looks like a live-action anime. Oh. Not in that it's like an action-adventure thing, but just the lights and the color palette, and uh, it looks really good. Damn. Um, and what did it, I think it won something at Fantasia. Yeah, it won the Audience Award at oh. Fantasia Film Fest. Anyone in the know for nerd cinema, it's like 
the coolest thing in Canada that happens in Montreal. And we have an audience. So yes, like that's yes. that is huge. And obviously since it was Fantasia, there must be like a sci-fi fantasy horror something. I'm not sure if it is. I'm pretty sure it's just like Fantasia, the Asia part of Fantasia, that's what that film festival started as. Wow. And so I believe this is more of a, kind of a straight drama, but it looks like an anime film almost. I am embarrassed to say I never thought about the Asia part Aha. of Fantasia. I, yeah. I thought it was wow okay like i know there's a lot of asian films there but there's also a lot of not asian films. no i think it's almost like you know how tv channels start as one thing and they yeah. kind of have a bunch of other things ah that blew my mind but fantasia started specifically as a presentation of genre asian cinema in canada oh my god but then now it has i think they premiered stuff like guardians of the galaxy you know so That's now crazy. they do all kinds of stuff yeah because i did see when they when they redid the or not redid but like they made that new version of the 54 godzilla and it was like oh, the yeah, uncut yeah. original version i saw the world premiere of that but then also the world premiere of ginger snaps 3 yeah but yeah wow that's that literally is blowing my mind i never thought about that that's really cool i'm gonna try to go back this summer i've missed the last number of years because i was working at blues fest doing follow spot but i'm kind of retired from that now and the company i work for doesn't do that anymore so that might be my excuse to kind of go to fantasia and uh not to be a big shot but i'm pretty sure i can sneak in a free pass to fantasia oh, because we know the guy who runs it and you know the history of it unlike me yeah. so that's I'm good. like i know that let me in <laughs> oh god i went a couple years ago god more than a couple years ago with gwen and she was a trooper at the time so actually went to a couple scary movies that she would not have normally gone to. Oh, wow. But there's plenty of other stuff. There's just kind of, we went to see a super fun, what do you call this genre? Kind of that like Power Rangers genre of just like, <laughs> Like yeah. a, a big robot person punching a big alien. Yeah. There's a word for it, but we went to see one of those. Kind of, It's not quite kaiju, but it can have kaiju. Yeah, like it's kaiju adjacent, I think, because yeah. like, kaiju isn't the big robot no. guy. But it was so good. It was so fun to watch on the big screen. And it was a recent film. It was like a 2010s film, but it still had that walking over <laughs> miniature buildings and stuff like that. I remember like Sentai. Is that a thing? Like, Maybe. Not, it's not Ultraman. It was that. an Ultraman movie. All right. Who's that kind of, he's like a big silver and red guy. Yeah, yeah. Like I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. I just hate myself for not uh, being able to think of the word. Some nerd is yelling at us right now. I know, probably several, <laughs> and they're just like, it's not that. We could look at the internet, but we're not going to take no, that. No, no. Yeah, I, I used my one for the Bob Marley birthday thing. And oh, yeah. You, yeah. We, every podcast, we get one lookup. <laughs> so then, going in a very different direction, we are screening the 1952 John Ford classic, The Quiet Man. Oh, boy. We're doing that in association with irish heritage month and the embassy of ireland here in ottawa is presenting it and i think they're going to come and do a little introduction and stuff like that that's fun also i don't know how lee stumbled into this but on monday the 27th lee is going to do a zoom q a with patrick wayne the son of john wayne oh wow. is in the movie and That's... Patrick was a kid in the movie. The hell? The... So you do what? the math on that. Okay, 1952 to 2023. Maybe he was like five <laughs> years old. Yeah. I don't know. He wasn't 30 years old in it, I don't think. I can't even. First you hit me with the yeah. Fantasia thing. And now <laughs> yeah. this. And I was going to make a, oh, is he related to Bruce Wayne joke? And But then I was like, no. oh, wait, it's literally John Wayne's yeah. son. So I believe he was... I think five years old in the movie. Oh so say God. he's like 75 years old now. And Lee said he's chatted with him and he's full of, of stories and all cool <laughs> and everything. But Lee is a big fan of that era of cinema and John right. Wayne and that kind of thing. So 
I don't. How do you find Patrick Wayne? I don't know if they're friends on Facebook. I, I don't know. But. I'm also like, I know nobody would do this here, but how funny would it be if they were grilling him about his dad's like political yeah. takes or past? Obviously, no one would do that. That's gotta be like weird. You're notorious either way, being the son of that kind of person. You probably have a ton of Republicans or older white dudes. Right. Who are just exactly. Like, oh, yeah. are you? Am I? You're so lucky. But then you also have other people who are just like, oh, your dad was a bad guy. You know. Like, I think people will hopefully softball him questions oh, about yeah. what it was like working on a movie when you were a kid yeah that has and... nothing to do with him it's just it's kind of funny when yeah. you're the, the offspring of a notorious good and bad and if you person. look him up he's an actor he's retired for quite some time look him up on imdb and he was a working actor for yeah. a number of years so that's that's crazy i had yeah. no idea he existed <laughs> with yeah. all due respect well me neither i'm not really i've said before i've I'm not a fan of the kind of John Wayne era of Western. Yeah. Because my dad was a fan of the good, bad, and the ugly Clint Eastwood era. So I was kind of raised on watching that stuff. So yeah. I kind of missed that stuff that came before. Yeah, my dad's a huge John Wayne guy, obviously. But he's also uh, old enough that he's not going to make the trek out here to do that. But... You should ask your dad if he has any questions for Patrick. Yeah, it's true. Is, is Lee, <laughs> Lee's like conducting the Q&A, yes, I guess? Yes, yes. It, he'll just be like, has anybody got a question? Yeah, and it'll just be... The technology's relatively easy now because we can plug in a laptop to the screen. Yeah. So we can see him and he can hear us. He won't have a great view of us, yeah. but he'll be able to hear the questions via Lee on the microphone. So. Yeah, like we did for Who Killed Captain Alex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was a lot of fun. Although then it was funny because then people didn't really know when they went on stage to ask questions, they didn't really know where to look. or like. That's always the weirdest. Yeah. <laughs> I remember Andrew being almost inside the computer yeah. <laughs> trying to like lean his way in. And it worked, but you were just sort of like, I'm glad I didn't go on stage because I don't know what I would have done. So then finally this week for regular screenings, we have the John Carpenter classic, The Thing. Oh, boy. In 1982, I oh, believe. It's the best. Yeah. Yes, so, 82. I mean, that's, yep. that's already, well, past its, so 40. I know, 41, we, we just missed it, yeah. But still. I know people like zeros, but it's a 41st anniversary. Yeah. No, no, no. It was for The Thing, you know, there's no time limit or anything like that. You no, know. we'll play it every couple of years forever. Yeah, you get some Dean Cundy classic. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, oh the my list God. on this movie is like, yeah, Dean Cundy shot it, who of course shot everything from Halloween to Jurassic Park. Speaking of Good, Bad, and the Ugly, Enrico Morricone did the music. Enyo, come on. Enyo. Enrico is a Enri way better name. I wish that <laughs> seems like the knockoff. We can't afford Enyo. Like, does he have a brother? Like, ah, I do my best. That's the asylum guy. <laughs> and then John Carpenter and Kurt Russell, the effects team. It's just this crazy group of people who made this movie that released the day of E.T. Oh. Not the best time. Jeez. So when it came out, just got squashed. And it is an example that when your movie tanks when it comes out does not mean that it will not be remembered and become a beloved classic. Yeah, and get a prequel, sequel years later. Yeah, I forget about that all the time. Yeah, Because they does. called it The Thing. That's so confusing. Yeah, it was a lot. I mean, I think they think maybe more people will rent it if they think it's the wrong one. Like, it's yeah. like, like the, the Fog remake. You're like, Why ah. not call it Before the Thing or Here Comes the Thing? Or The Things. The Things? <laughs> it's like, oh, what a clever change And up. it's an interesting gimmick because the prequel movie ends the minute before the movie. Right. Which is kind of cool, but yeah, so confusing to call it the thing. Yeah, it's not unwatchable. It's just, I don't know. Fine. It didn't quite work. Yeah. You know, so. But we love Mary Elizabeth Winstead. So. Yeah, she's great. The original, I say this again and again, the best dog acting in a movie <laughs> of all time. Yeah. I mean, maybe Bingo from 94. I mean, that was, you know, they threatened him with a gun. Like, that's pretty good <laughs> acting for a dog, but yeah, I don't know. I can't say anything bad about the thing. It's five-star reviews all around. Yeah. So good. I won't spoil it in case anybody hasn't seen it and is coming, but just a great ending. All the guys in it are great. Kurt Russell at his peak. And you watch this movie and you're like, 
why didn't Kurt Russell just do every single movie with John Carpenter? He yeah. had a good run, but ah, oh. and it's been so long since they worked together. And I'm like, there's still time, guys. Do one more. Yeah, just one more. I mean, Wilfred Brimley at his peak, arguably. Yeah, and he was like 27 in that movie. That's like, <laughs> like, there's no way that's true. I mean, no, I believe true. you, that's but not true. I, but he was younger than you would because he looked like he was about 50 <laughs> years old so at least. Well, when was Cocoon was. What five or six years after that? Yeah, not that long after. Like, and yeah. in Cocoon, he was the youngest person in Cocoon. And now, what's the stat where it's like Tom Cruise now is ten years older than Wilford Brimley when they worked together in the firm or something oh my like that? God, I forgot he was in the firm. Jeez. Yeah, Wilford Brimley just has always looked old. In the thing, he looks like sixty-five, and I think he might have been like in his early fifties. Oh my God. Plus, I confuse the firm with the client sometimes because it was like same. similar yeah. time period, you know. And then the last thing to mention this week is a Saturday night cinema on Saturday, March 25th. Interesting note is, of course, this is a midnight-ish movie at 1130. We screened the room at a midnight-ish show just a few days back okay? because we had the film festival in renting up the nine o'clock slot. Right. Whereas the last few months, we did Rocky Horror and The Room on Fridays at nine-ish o'clock. Okay. The Room did not horribly, but worse than it's done in months going back to midnight huh so it did only about 40 ish people damn whereas at nine o'clock it was doing 150 people so that's an interesting thing to keep track of yeah just to be like wow maybe nerds don't want to stay up that late anymore are you saying you would have preferred to get three times the amount of people uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't understand this not a good businessman though so yeah so just an interesting thing to make note of for the room fans where maybe they're like yeah i don't mind doing it at nine and i know tommy Wiseau prefers it at nine so i'm sure next month we'll probably go back to that and we'll see if it boost back up again yeah the braining aspect of it where he probably would prefer it to not be a midnight movie but exactly yeah like the brain movies we can't do at midnight because yeah. it's like it's in his rider he's like nope has to be at nine interesting yeah my friend was asking about the timing if it was going back and forth or whatnot and yeah i mean that's i don't know i mean obviously you got to try it at nine after yeah this like that the yeah proofs in, in the pudding. april if it goes back to nine and it goes back up to a hundred and something people that'll be like well Gotta stick to that then. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. And then and if that does well, maybe we'll do a Friday Saturday night cinema. I always wonder Saturday night cinema is a bit different, but I always wonder because we do well with Saturday at nine, like even just showing something like Megan or something, that's kind of a peak spot. Yeah. I wonder if Saturday night cinema would do gangbusters at nine o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah, it's hard to tell. Like because there's some kind of fun to it at being that late. A midnight like, movie. There's a weirdness yeah. to well not weirdness, but like I don't know, the crowd I don't want to imply that some of the people <laughs> probably been drinking or smoking or whatever, uh-huh, but like uh-huh. kind of tends to be that way, you know? So like yeah. there's a fun energy, but yeah, like I mean nine is nine. You probably would get more people who don't want to take a bus at one thirty or two in the morning. Yeah. But who knows? Who knows? What if we did like a cinema double bill? But the problem is that Saturday night time slot is so yeah. prime. Lucrative, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to lose out on the money. I mean, you already lost 100 people for the room, you know, yeah. apparently. So. Thanks a lot, film <laughs> festival. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, so that's it. That is our screenings for the week of Friday, March 24th, 2023. And I'm doing cinema, so obviously come to that. Oh, yeah, it'll be the best cinema in Cinematown. I've got some friends that are coming along for it, which is a lot more pressure, I suppose. But yeah. whatever. <laughs> Who cares? So you can find upcoming listings at mayfairtheater.ca and on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Do us a favor and be sure to retweet, re-Facebook, 
give us five stars, all that kind of stuff. Every couple of months, I remember to remind people to do that. And it actually works. And you'll see a bunch of like reviews pop up and things and yeah. people saying nice things about us. I always try to remember at cinema to tell people that we do a podcast. Yeah. Sometimes, first of all, I forget. Or second of all, I just give half information. And then I'm like, man, I'm bad at this. Oh, I, I know. I, there's probably yeah. five people that listen to this. I 100% forgot hosting the Oscars. I never <laughs> once said, hey, we got a podcast. <laughs> it's but not... it's like you're laying in bed at midnight and you're like, Oh, man. I never even introduced myself. Some of the times I just go into it because I know I have to remember certain parts Lee wants me to say. And then I don't even say my own name. I'm like, ah, God, I'm bad. (laughs) You just drop the mic and run. Pretty much. And I'm like, just like the movie. It doesn't matter who I am. (laughs) Okay. So thanks for listening, everybody. And we look forward to seeing you here soon at the Mayfair to watch some awesome movies. Bye. Bye. Have we already uh, shored up the screening for the next Cage film here? Or are we not going to be doing that anymore? He's got three coming out. (laughs) How are we not even getting one? Bother Lee. Its origin, alien, location, Antarctica, age, unknown, intent, survival, destination, man, John Carpenter's The Thing, the ultimate in alien terror, rated R, starts Friday at a theater near you, check newspapers for local listings.